0: You're listening to the Snippets Career Podcast. Today's guest is Ryan Tuckwood, Swiss Sales Coaching Founder. He's passionately changing the perception of sales through selling with integrity and selling with honesty. So, Ryan, to begin, can you tell us who Ryan Tuckwood is?
1: Ryan Tuckwood is someone that is passionate right now, um, fanatically passionate about changing the perspective of sales uh, globally. Um, where did that come from? I guess we'll be uh, uh, give you an insight into the background. Um, mechanical engineer for eight years in the UK. Um, did that from the age of 19 to 27. Um, got to 27, went through what I call my quarter life crisis. <laughs> Decided to uh, give everything up in, in England. Um, jumped on a plane, moved over here um, and then fell into the world of sales kicking and screaming um predominantly call center sales initially so cold calling um keeping it nice and succinct um i sucked at it hated sales wasn't very good at it nobody enjoys something they're not good at um and then i went on this bit of a realization of trying to understand what sales actually is what what building relationships are in a business sense and how you can persuade and influence and inspire people to take action and uh ended up going from bottom of the sales board out of 21 to first in a five-week spell and um fast forward to today we've got the fastest growing sales training program um uh, in Australia um and um servicing people globally uh, so uh, who am I? Um, I'm the person behind the Swish sales methodology and Swish stands for selling with integrity and selling honestly.
0: How good, that, I guess that really does sum you up. Um, so in, in that context then, how would you describe yourself in one sentence then? If someone came up to you and said, hey Ryan, how would you describe yourself in one sentence? What would you say to them? Do you want it in one word? you can say one word I love that because I'm always about one word but I think sometimes yeah. people can find that really difficult you know when you go hey describe yeah. yourself in one word
1: um, if you'd have asked me for one word I'd have said can I give you one sentence <laughs> yeah okay
0: I like, I like that yeah. I like that okay um, change it up a bit yeah
1: transformed
0: transformed is my word okay now my question for you then is why is it transformed
1: Um, because I've gone from Introvert, introverted little boy out of the UK, hating networking, social envir- social settings, being the center of attention to somebody that now understands the, the power and the benefit of communicating with other human beings, both face-to-face, over the phone, via Zoom, um, wherever. Um, and that has enabled me to now maximize every single human interaction. Um, which ultimately has allowed me to maximize business opportunities, relationship opportunities, um, and become a, a way better version of what I was, um, but also realize a potential that I didn't even know existed. Um, so I've transformed from where I was, which was successful in lots of other people's eyes, but not in my eyes. I was achieving, but I wasn't fulfilled, um, and now I'm achieving with fulfillment at the same time, which I think is the transformation.
0: So would you say that you're still transforming? that Yes,
1: I think okay. I will always be.
0: Beautiful, I love that. I love that. Okay, let's get on to another question. Um, obviously, chatting about careers, um, do you enjoy your work now? And I guess if you do enjoy your work, which I'm assuming you do, I hmm. hope you do. Um, <laughs> this could take why, a weird turn. If I'm why <laughs> do you enjoy? Yeah, well, you yeah. could say I hate my job. Yeah. Um, Give us a little bit of background about. I guess are you, you're still with your your partner and your business partner. I mean,
1: yeah, absolutely. So to answer the first question, absolutely love it. I, lo- I love um, I love sales. Now I, f- I fell in love with sales previously. Used to hate it, and I realized I hated it because I wasn't very good at it. Um, once I understood that it was an art form and there is a um, there is a process and a formula that we can understand, I started to love that. So I started to love the process, um, and then I realized that it's a skill that anybody can learn so then i started to love training other people so they could have that same realization that same transformation um so absolutely love that but in recent years probably the last 18 months to two years or so i've fell in love with owning a business as well like it's the word i always use is relentless like every single day every hour there's something that comes up that you just cannot plan for um and it, it Keeps you on your toes, rightly or wrongly, um, and I've learned to love that as well. Um, so to expect the unexpected. Um, business partner-wise, no, Jack exited the business last year. So Jack exited right. in April last year, um, which, um, so he went to run the, the real estate company that we started. We In 2017, we founded another company called Corbin Associates, which was a, um, a real estate investment company. Um, so early part of last year, I exited that company, and he exited this company, and we both went to, so I run this one now, this is my baby, and that's his. Um, so um, that was just really following passion, I guess, following what we both love. Jack loves real estate, loves loves property, investing in general, I love training and coaching. Um, and, uh, and that, if anything, reignited my passion, because for the first time ever, this business had a soul, um, direction voice um, and, and clarity when you've got two business partners that um, we're never going to see eye to eye on everything um, which is which is pretty normal and and also a good thing um, but it can actually cause a little bit of um, disconnect between some of the team and which direction are we going in since we've gone our separate ways that business has flown and this business has flown um, so it was a great decision by both of us
0: yeah, awesome. That's actually really exciting. Since I last met you, you've stepped up in terms of, I think, the mentorship and, you know, even just catching up with me today, mate, I, I'm i so grateful because I know that your time with me is so, um, you know, like... You could be charging me right now to have me here, but you. Are we not? Well, I don't know. We, <laughs> we haven't spoken about this. It's oh, making me blush a little bit. Cause I'm a little uh, bit nervous. <laughs> I but I reached out to you probably like a month ago. You're like, mate, I'm free on this date. Let's catch up. Yeah, for me, like, I really appreciate when when people give back and they don't have to.
1: Like doing this, yes, this isn't a monetized hour, but it's a, an impactful hour. Yeah. And the, and there's and and you have to balance that right. There's. There's so many speaking opportunities that we get every single day that we could we could take advantage of. Obviously, there's coaching opportunities with, with clients as well. Mm-hmm. But our mission is to change the perception of sales. Right? You don't you don't change that by keeping yourself suppressed and keeping yourself a secret. Um, you change that by reaching as many people as possible. So, it, the, the way we believe we'll do that is by having one million people through our online training program by 2030. So, for us to do that, it's take advantage of if people are going to give you a platform like i'm in return i'm grateful for this whether one person listens to it or one million people listen to it it doesn't matter um can it impact one person and get them to think of sales a little bit differently then that that's a good use of of time for me um obviously i'm not I i don't have 35 40 hours a week to do this um but i pick and choose the right people that have um i guess supported us along the way um and um hopefully that can give back in some way shape or form
0: in terms of reach you've just hit the nail on the head something that i've really learned from you guys is don't hide your ideas tell people because you know what it makes you accountable
1: yeah i think the reality is it it is easier said than done like for, for anybody listening to go just snap yourself out of it right you just got to get on with it you got it don't be that gonna do person actually take action that's that's it's easily said and and just thrown out there 90% of people can't do that right then which is why that that network of people around you surrounding yourself with the action takers like i used to hate the phrase that you become the the sum of the five people you surround yourself with until i surrounded myself with the right five people um the network that we've got now especially since shark tank and those guys just keep raising your line of sight getting you thinking bigger You start you're hanging around with high achievers people that are taking action every single day but but not getting pulled into shiny object syndrome world where they're just looking at the next thing. They start something and never finish it. People that actually see things through. So if you know you're the person that just can't shake that off, have a look at your network. Have a look at the people around you and go, are you surrounded by other people that can't shake it off? So if you can't change yourself, then you maybe need to change the people around you so they can help bring you up as well. Um, and that, that's that's where my transformation came well, by picking myself up and putting myself in a totally different world. Was it uncomfortable? Yes. Do I now like that uncomfortable phase? Yeah, because it means that I'm growing again.
0: I love that, I love that. So I've got two things for you. First of all, I love the analogy that for you, it's you only wanna to touch one person and, and that's something that's important to me. I think any content that I put out there, if I touch one person, mm. I've achieved something and you don't know that one person that you hit. You sure. know what that's I mean? that's the best and, part.
1: That, that's the difference between achievement and fulfillment though, right? Like there's, yeah. you can achieve heaps in, in business and life, you can make lots of money, but is it fulfilling you? And that that was me back in the UK as an engineer. Like I was I was doing well financially in comparison to some of the people around me, even my family, but I wasn't fulfilled, like I wasn't deep down fulfilled. Um, I say to my team every single day, like when they, when they hit the phones, whether they make 10, 20, 30 300 calls a day that's 300 opportunities they have to change somebody's life right, you have no idea who's picking up the phone you have no idea what mood they're in you don't know have any idea what has just happened to them that's you have a, an opportunity every time that phone is ringing to leave what what i call your 60 second legacy the the second they put the phone down on you you could have impacted them in ways that you don't even know How many jobs do you get to do that? How many jobs where you just go, hey, I've got you here for eight hours, go and change lives. Um, And I often talk to these guys and I say, just think about your wow. Your job is to wow people. Your job is not to make sales. Your job is to to go in, introduce yourself, let them know that Swish Sales Coaching exists and leave them with your 60 second legacy. So they go, wow, those guys were different. The byproduct of that will be attention for the business, people see value, will grow by by default anyway. But if you're going in to make a sale, the intention is wrong. If you're going into wow, you will impact and change lives.
0: I love that. Mate, you summed up Swish like perfectly then. For me, that's how I see the brand and I think that's why I get so much value from it because even just listening to you right now it kind of excites me about sales because I think it's a different way of thinking. Well,
1: the the previous premise of of salespeople is to find people's problems push their pain tell them you have a solution and hopefully you just you fill the void right and they and they put their hand in their pocket to to buy the solution from you whereas we want to show you how good we are not tell you how good we are so um instead of just telling you what we can do let's let's show you some value let's give you some education whether even if it's just a bite-sized chunk so that you go these guys actually know what they're talking about um and and that will then lead to better engagement um, longer conversations we find out more we build a deeper relationship and then the byproduct of that is obviously that you will then become a client if there is a a problem that needs solving and we have the solution for it and if not we have what we call our invisible integrity line where you let them go anyway and you wish them all the best or you introduce them to somebody else
0: well that's what i love about it too man is that is that uh you guys would pass someone's details on if you're like hey i don't think we're the right people for you you pass them on to someone else which for me mate i do that now like i actually i know someone that could help you yeah um and and people appreciate that and from that you probably get a lot of business too that you don't realize is that i think behind all the stuff mate like just you always get incredible people on Uh, Um, the one thing i wanted to touch on was shark tank can you tell me a bit more about that kind of experience? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um, that that kind of all started in about twenty December twenty seventeen, um, when Jack, the co-founder, approached me and asked me if we if he thought we should go on the um, if he thought I should go, we should go on it. Um, I personally didn't want to go on it. So take you back to introvert, terrified of public speaking. Um, why the hell would I want to go into a, a tank of sharks? It makes no sense. Um, Anyway, that conversation culminated with Jack telling me that he'd already applied and we'd already been accepted. So he just applied, he didn't tell me. Um, So thrown straight in the deep end. Um, We then filmed it in March, 2018. Um, That was a a terrifying experience for me, probably uh, an exhilarating experience for Jack. Um, And um, yeah, we became the first australian company to secure three investors on the tv show here in oz i'm getting steve andrew and glenn um they're still with us today they they increased their stake in the company last year Um, so they're heavily involved still to this day which is bloody amazing um the the journey's been really interesting they i mean i was very naive i'd never raised capital before this is my first business um i've i've started growing or sold three different businesses now all of all three are still in existence um but this was my first one right so i didn't know how to raise capital i didn't know the process i thought that they stopped the cameras rolling and then you go around the back and then you get you get some cash in a brown envelope or something um that didn't happen so we went through six months worth of due diligence where they literally rip the business apart they look into your personal lives and they make sure that you guys are worth investing into so um they did all of that, they validated the training work, they spoke to clients, they used the training, um, and then they uh, then they came on board. Um, I, all three of those uh, mentors now are mentors on on our programs as well, so we have an uh, elite accelerator program where they coach, which is pretty cool. So our clients now get exposure to the sharks without paying their hourly rate, we just package it up into one of our programs. Um, they mentor me of course, I get to speak to them as, as often as I like, um, and they've been, They've been phenomenal in different ways. Like they all offer something slightly different. Steve's very, very direct. Obviously, a, um, a tech sort of guy. Um, probably what I need—a bit of a kick up the arse. Um, I'm, more, I'm more of a procrastinator and sit on the fence, whereas he's a—he's an action taker. Um, Andrew's great from a, a recruiting and a HR perspective. Obviously, owned the first billion-dollar recruitment agency, Morgan and Banks, and then Glenn, founder of Green Cross, um, so he knows a thing or two about scaling at pace with. He's got over 6,000 staff, so um, he knows how to manage people's expectations and create great culture along the way. So um, they've been phenomenal. Uh, We've grown immensely since they come on board, um, and they're still just as committed to this day, which has been... So it's been a great move.
0: How good is that? How good is that? So um, I guess I've got a few more different kinds of questions for you. Um, I know you would have career setbacks. Were there any that you thought were like the worst thing in the world and then you know maybe a year or two later or you know whenever you realize that it was actually a really good advantage
1: i think it's a great question i think i think the role in general of being an engineer for so long it taught me such good disciplines um around the the one percenters and and being a perfectionist and wanting striving for excellence all the time like there's no room for for error in engineering um in sales there is, in public speaking there is, and I've had to kind of rein that in slightly and get used to that world, but um, I think it's much easier to come from that world of perfection and and maybe take the edge off a little bit than try to become more of a perfectionist, if that makes sense. So I think that that was great for me. Um, I also worked in Pacific Fair on the Gold Coast Shopping Centre when I first arrived on the Goldie, um, for a Goldie um, for a Japanese couple called Hiro and Mia. They're like my Japanese parents. Um, and. Um, I was working in a high-end clothes store, something like $1,000 pair of jeans that I couldn't afford. Um, And that, they taught me some amazing disciplines with regards to customer service and uh, literally approaching within three seconds the language to use, like just being on show, like constantly. Ryan, as soon as those doors open, we're on show. We're actors and actresses and that's the way that sales works. That was my first sales job and um, they're, they're still great friends to this day and I think they had a great impact on me. Um, Being in a call center, um, like, so you talk about in the moment of not realizing it was impacting me, making 300 dials a day, getting told to piss off 298 times a day. Hated it in the moment, like feeling sick, like not wanting to pick up the phone, getting anxiety, going into the office in the morning. Um, But now knowing that that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me, the conditioning that I got to to be resilient and, and go, I'm either going to quit here or I'm going to learn this. Um, I ironically, I did quit, and then Jack taught me out of it. Um, But then, going okay, so it is sales. is It's not just a numbers game. It is a skill. It can be. It can be learned. There is a a, an order of which you say things to another human being, and when you get it right, you can change the way they receive the information you you share with them. Um, So that was great. Um, Looking back, the other other parts where just in business in general i think every single moment i thought was the worst thing in the world but looking back they're, they're minuscule like I, i'm i think it's grant cardone talks about um you'll always have problems it's just your problems get bigger um so then when covid hit last year i could look at covid in march april last year and i always talk about my three-day wobble like oh, i'd never been for a global pandemic i'd never <laughs> run a business through Um, a a global financial crisis so I didn't know what to do Um, so I had a little wobble there but if I look at that compared to being told to piss off on the phone like many years before and then just having that that was my problem that I had no kids I had no property to worry about I had no car I had no stress but I'm I'm going home just just as anxious and just as scared every day that I've got to go and do that again tomorrow and then last year I've got a team of staff that now rely on me two people that we sponsor that if this business folds they have to go back to the uk along with their their wives and their kids and we've got kids now and we've got a car and do you know what i mean like so always going to have problems um so i think what happens is you just learn from that the the muscle builds you still you still go through it you still have that little moment of wobble and go shit how am i going to deal with this but you go i know in 12 months time 18 months time this won't be a problem um and you can't you can't be told that before you've been through it i don't think um obviously having the right people around me and this is what happened during covid i spoke to the sharks and they were like this is fine it's just a global pandemic it's fine like there's been loads this is what's going to happen right this is the market behavior this is what's going to happen over the next three, six, nine, twelve 12 months this is what you need to do with your cash flow right now within business and then you'll come out of it stronger. Um, I'm like, sure, yeah, cool. I'm like, sweet, and and that's pretty much exactly what happened. So, but without those people around me, I'm just going through that wobble by myself, just guessing, fingers crossed. Um, I didn't have to do that, luckily, because I surround myself with those right people.
0: Yeah, so. it's like those five people that you pick is really important. It,
1: pick them intentionally. Yeah. Um, like, but personally and professionally, like, I call it my hit list. Like, have your, have your family hit list. Like, me and my wife at the start of this year, we created a list of people that have got businesses and got kids. Because if you don't have kids, you can't, you don't get it. And it's not your fault, you can't get it. If you've got a business and you don't have kids, you still don't get it. But if you've got a business and you've got kids, there's a chance that you're gonna get it. Um, So we've intentionally picked out people that we wanna spend time with this year that truly understand what stress that we're under on a day-to-day basis. Um, And it makes for a much more enjoyable evening. Even if there's chaotic kids in the background, that's cool because we understand what's actually going on. So uh, so do that. Hit list.
0: Awesome. Well, not lastly, but I just want to say something. I love the tie. Is it silk?
1: Uh, No, it's not. It's actually um, knit.
0: Knitted tie. mate. it is. I need to get one of them because they're so nice. But as well as that, so you were saying you also, when you worked at Pacific Fair, were they Japanese? Yes. Just incredible people. Yeah, yeah. It's it's,
1: it's interesting to say that because when we designed our training, we wanted it to be more than just a sales training program I don't want it just to be this is how you overcome objections this is how you build rapport and this is how you follow up right bog standard you can get that anywhere we wanted it to be for want of a better phrase a more a more holistic approach to creating elite sales performance right so and that's that's more than just skill set that's mindset um, and we we often see an increase in sales and productivity Purely on the back of doing goal setting sessions, like so. One of the first modules in the program is goal setting um, and and an action planning. So, but it's across five different verticals of personal, business, financial, health, and family. So, only twenty percent of those goals are business. Eighty percent are outside. Of so, get getting everything on the outside right. Having true focus and vision of how you want to live your day on a personal level intentionally. And then when you walk through the door, for that 20% of, of your, your business goals, you'll be super productive because I've got a clear headspace. I know when I get home, everything's moving forward out there as well. So even that, before we get to any technical sales training, people see an increase in revenue because for the first time ever, people have got a why. They've got direction. Um, so it is, it is important. Like headspace, state, state of mind is way more important than anything else. It doesn't matter what skill set you've got. If this isn't right, it's all it's all point all the training's pointless
0: yeah I completely agree with you one question I've got for you is how do you create motivation for yourself
1: um I think it comes back to um what we spoke about earlier without being too too obvious it's just having having an under, underlying why in the first place like my um the obvious one which I talk about a lot is my um my dad's been sick since 2001 he's, he's had esophagus cancer so he's um He's highly disfigured. He's lost half of his face, he's, uh, but he's still with us, right? So he's, he, when he got diagnosed, he was 42 years old. Um, I'm 38 now. So I, used to, when, when he got diagnosed, I thought he was old. I'm like, ah, oh, he's, he's in his 40s anyway, right? Like, do you know what I mean? I was uh, maybe, what was I, 19, 20 or so. Um, now I'm like, holy shit, I'm only four years away from that age. Um, and I remember having a conversation with my dad before i moved to australia and he just kept saying you have no no idea how long you've got right you've got to go out there and just give everything a try and that was a pivotal conversation um, for, for me to have that like intrinsic drive um, since then um being a product of our own program without knowing i was the first case study um so going through understanding the art and elegance of sales myself from being a full skeptic thinking that sales couldn't be learned knowing the anxiety the stress um, that i used to feel and knowing that i can't be the only one there has to be more people out there right now that are running businesses that are employed by businesses that are trying to sell that maybe are reluctant to admit they're in sales because they don't want to be classed as a salesperson um but they're failing and their businesses are going under because they're scared to be seen as a salesperson. I want to train those people. I want to show them that hey, good people, nice people that genuinely have a good product or service can be successful. We want just want to help you articulate your truth better. And everybody has a truth, so like that keeps me going. I know that every day we can impact another person, another person, um, and if that means that another business stays afloat, um, more kids get a better life than they were probably going to have because their family can now support them better. Like. What, what, that that will never diminish. I don't see how that will ever stop. If if essentially all I'm going to do is just put it on steroids and stand on more stages and share more messages, um, speak in schools, speak in universities, like um, that's what keeps me driven. Is because I know it gets results. If it didn't get results and I was just fingers crossed, um, then I think this would have diminished very um, very quickly by now. Awesome, love it. So,
0: favorite book recommendation. Doesn't matter what it is—nonfiction, fiction, whatever it can be, what is
1: favorite book? Um, Do you read? Yeah, I listen. I listen. Um, but this one I read. This pr- I'm probably going to go proper old school. Uh, actually, there's t- <laughs> oh, one. I, I, yeah, I was, I'm going to allow one. You can't give oh. me more than one. I know that's tough,
0: but
1: one. That's that's really tough then.
0: See, if I'm
1: going to give you the one that people won't expect me to give, although it's been done in a, in a video before. Um, it's called "The Game" by Neil Strauss
0: about that,
1: but I haven't read it, I'll read it. Don't read it if you've got a missus. Or tell your missus you're Actually, gonna read it. I have. Now you know. <laughs> I
0: started to read it, and I was like, that's And she walked weird. in. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I so, just,
1: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I chose it, right? Yeah. Right. So a uh, quick backstory, um, as I, uh, quarter-life crisis, flew over here, um, I'm traveling through Bali, or all of Southeast Asia, then got to Bali. I uh, met a guy called David Loader. David if you remember, uh, remember me if you're listening. Um, and he said, are you going over to, to Australia then? Because he was just coming back, he's just done his year traveling. And I was like, yeah, I'm going over that way. He said, um, are you single? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I got a book for you. <laughs> and he goes, I'm gonna change your life and uh, give me this book. Um, and for those people that are listening, hear me out. Let me finish this story before you uh, before you before you judge me. Um, so the book's called The Game. It's by a guy called Neil Strauss, and it's basically about pickup artists over in America and how to pick up women. He's since written a book about picking up men as well, so he's redressed the balance. Um, and um, What it teaches in that book are basically communication skills. Um, They're how to make a winning first impression, how to engage in a conversation, how to retain somebody's attention. It's a sales book. And I didn't realize until years later, that was the first sales book, it was the first book I ever read actually, I didn't read a book till the age of 27, 28. Apart from like, uh, study. uh, Yeah, um, yeah. and um, yeah, I realize now it's one of the best sales books out there. So like how to, because without attention you've got nothing. With that, it doesn't matter how good your skill set is, it doesn't matter how good your clothes is, what your product is, people buy you first. Like we, we live by what we call our 300% rule of value, um, which is MCP, myself, company, product, right? People buy you first, then your company, then your product or service. So, what I learned in that book was to, to put myself out there, to be more confident, and to, to take a bit of a risk um, and maybe risk looking a bit foolish in places as well. Um, did I implement everything? Nah, not really. Um, But still to this day, it's still a very, very powerful read. Um, I've read probably hundreds of books ever since, but um, you asked me for one, so I'll go with the first one I ever read.
0: Yeah, that's good, mate. Mate, Like, I guess what I wanted to ask you was, are you guys taking any interns on? Is that something you guys are open to, or is Um, there something, you know, like I I know people that would love to obviously, do a week or two, or follow yeah. you, or follow anyone in the team. Is that something that you guys are open to, or what?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so we um, we looked at it last year, or just pre-COVID, with from a marketing perspective. Um, and um, for some reason, I think because of COVID and everything that was going on, it just it just never materialised. But um, yeah, we definitely are. Uh, we um, we we often spoke about creating um, probably not the right phraseology, um, but creating a nursery. Um, like a sales nursery where we take people with no experience and and just kind of support them in whatever their role is and host them in here. So that's something we could still do in the future. It just takes a lot more managing and um, time commitment than we uh, anticipate. Thank you so much. I think that's really it, hey?
0: Thank you. Thanks for everything. Hopefully they enjoyed it. Cheers, mate. Thank you for listening to another Snippets podcast. Don't forget to subscribe for more career content.